Hello all, this is Blonde Haired Girl. It is early morning. It's almost six o'clock in the morning of of November the twenty-first of twenty twenty. <laughs> Sorry about my yawn. <laughs> one of the one of the things that has happened for me for actually years now is I don't sleep like like I I think that it was affected um I had been on an antidepressant for years and when I went off the antidepressant I uh and I weaned myself off. I'm not suggesting anybody else ever do this in their life. Um, I'm never suggesting that to anyone else, but for me, it was very important that I get off this medication, and I got off, and now one of the side effects, it's just my sleep. My sleep has been affected for years. Um, I maybe sleep through the night two times a year, maybe. Uh, but, um, at least I don't have insomnia, which is a horrible thing. I mean, I do sleep, but one of the other things that I have found that, that was really changed, um, especially since I had this brain change was, uh, my, my dreams, but like, I don't. It's really weird. I used to have like these really vivid dreams, like seemed like they were in color. And now, um, if I dream, my dreams are very black and white and really not very eventful. It's almost as if my life has flip flopped and my day when I'm supposedly awake, I'm. I'm dreaming in like color the way it used to be when I was asleep. It's really weird. Um, and I've wondered about that, about my sleeping patterns being so affected from this. Um, but this is one of the, this is why I am oftentimes doing podcasting in the middle of the night. Um, also supposedly, you know, our brain is in like different waves and so I seem to have more ideas come to me. They come to me during the day too, but, uh, they really come to me like in the middle of the night. (laughs) I, um, maybe I'm going to start calling this series my sober series. of living soberly of of living more so in the moment and uh, not so much in this belief in any way in the future I over the last week I've, I've been those of you who are really loyal to my content will that my podcasts have been really different. Um, and I feel very different. Um, 
and I guess I guess I could say that um, part of it is is that I have just completely given up uh, any kind of anything having to do with my future uh, and I'm and I'm much more living in the moment and um, and I think this has something to do with uh, with this idea that I've talked about there's like two sides of this coin the side that um, the side of the coin of getting a hit getting a, a mental hit getting a chemical hit off both the positive and the negative or the seeming positive and seeming negative of things in our lives um, as being as being sort of this middle ground and as being kind of a nirvana of, of being in this place of really being unfazed not not seeking something outside of ourselves like ever for anything honestly and and i have to tell you it's like a huge percentage of my joy is just gone i i don't know how else to describe it it's just i'm not um <clears throat> and so i'm i'm not really sure about this new um but I I can say that I am I was just really so incredibly tired of of waiting on some future that was just not pre presenting itself in my life it's like I can't I just got to a point where it was like just so unbearable to see the discrepancy between what it was that I was wanting and what it was that I was experiencing that I just pff, screw it like I, I just don't want to do this anymore um, I, and I don't know I don't know how people are able to actually do this with volition like I have these events happen in my life but they are not necessarily in a volition like I didn't I didn't um aside from from actually um experiencing them I didn't set out for them to happen and these things still continue to happen all the time so I had told you all like um, probably a year ago that um, I had listened to this interview with David Icke um, who is like a conspiracy theorist supposed guy from from England and he and he was deemed just completely nuts well he has really been in the spotlight recently with the events that have taken place in in the world but also in England like right now they are in a lockdown again um, I saw this little clip about people actually being arrested 
I don't even know what they did. Maybe it's because they weren't wearing a mask. I, I don't know, but they, the British police took this guy just down. I mean, I, I, I don't know what they did. Um, the woman who I think was his wife who was, was filming was saying, we didn't do anything wrong. We didn't do anything wrong. She kept saying that, and, it, and, I, and I actually believe that to be the truth. So the world has just really gone mad. I mean, it is just um, quite crazy out there. But getting back to David Icke, so he, he, but I watched some of his material and he had this one interview that I was so taken back by that I, because our stories are very similar, very, very similar when he first um, started to experience this phenomena that I haven't known what to name. The closest thing that I could come up with was mystic as being a mystic. Um, but that that's my first book. Um, a blonde haired girl's mystical summer, uh, that I evidently sold another copy of at least one. I, 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 they've just sort of sat on a, on a, literally sat on a, on a, on a virtual shelf <laughs> at Amazon. Uh, I have it out on, um, on, um, Barnes and Noble as well, but I, I haven't sold very many copies. I'm incredibly grateful for the copies that I have sold, but, um, uh, that book will always be incredibly important to me. Um, it was it was an experience that I thought was worth writing about, was worth reading about in my own life um, because it was so out of the norm. It was like this paranormal, really, really strange uh, experience. So, so I... I live in this sort of like really strange phenomena and I, you know, like the way that things go down is just so weird, you know. I'm going to just tell you one story that I think is very interesting from beginning to end and I'm not sure other people like appreciate these stories as but um I had I had gone through a divorce. I mean a a, a actual separation. I I was had met somebody that I absolutely adored. I really loved this guy. And um in hindsight it was it was a you know and I have I have really purposefully not shared things as they really were. I'm just gonna say that. Like I haven't always shared stories as I really experienced it because I haven't seen any point in in sharing like, but that relationship was equal parts heaven as hell. It was a very, very difficult relationship for me where I was absolutely set up to fail. Um, and I, and I actually talked to God about this quite a bit. I don't understand why I had to go through that. I just don't. But anyway, so in that summer, I was like, okay, well, if we create a reality, then I want to create the Thomas Crown Affair romance, not this one. 
So I actually said this to God, and I, I actually like really, really familiar with the soundtrack of that movie, the Thomas Crown Affair, the like most current one, um, with Pierce Brosnan and Rene Rousseau. I actually have the CD of that, of that soundtrack. That was one of my favorite movies that ever came up. I would say it, it was in my top three movies ever. Absolutely love that movie, and um, and. Uh, and so one day I'm, I'm at the farmer's market. Um, it was actually like very, very, we had separated the end of May. And so May, the 30th of May, we separate. And this is like the beginning about the second week of June, of July, I mean, second week of July. I'm at the farmer's market with like one of my best friends and um, and we're getting ready to leave and his car pulls up and, and granted, this is another thing. My car is like um, parked like right down from his. So I could not have avoided this at the time that I left and, and actually there are no coincidences. So the, this whole little scenario happened exactly as it was supposed to but and out he pops with this woman okay this woman is is not a woman that I would have ever thought he would be with ever in the sense that she was nothing like um what he wanted me to be like he had talked about my weight. He had talked about my clothes. He had, uh, he was, um, but anyway, so when I, when I saw this, this, this woman who eclipsed him, um, and was considerably older. So she was considerably older and I, I was so stunned and taken back by what I was seeing and I ended up walking up and I just shook her hand and I said you know he's my husband because at the time we were not divorced we were still married and I actually at this point would have liked to have reconciled with this guy because I loved him very much but and I and I looked at him and I said really I said really like really and um and then they just walked off um so they walked into the farmer's market and I believe that he did this on purpose I think this was purposeful and I I don't know why he would want to hurt me in this manner but um and it was so absurd I cannot tell you how absurd this scene was but um and then um, I ended up going to the square downtown. So my friend like, well, let's go to the square downtown. So we go downtown and there's this fair going on. And I'm walking along and I'm still just so taken back. And all of a sudden, I hear this saxophone player playing the music from the Thomas Crown Affair. And I just knew... The universe was just like, oh, don't you worry, sweetheart. And it was my belief that, of course, somebody else would be coming 
that I would someday possibly get my Thomas Conifer romance, <laughs> which has not happened. Um, anyway, uh, so that one was like really weird. Um, I, and I get these thing, these, these, um, kinds of things that happen like pretty regularly, even to this day. Um, these really, really weird signals from God that, but, but the other thing that is really, really confusing to me and was confusing to me back then as well is that sometimes they're like, I see our anniversary a lot that I, that I married this guy. I had married him on a certain day because it was, would have been my parents' anniversary. It's a long story, but anyway, and I see that date all the time, like a lot probably every day. And I'm like, why, why am I seeing that date? So the only thing that I can come up with is that somehow my brain, you know, is drawing that date to myself for some reason. And see, I say, take all of these things as signs from the universe. And, and so that would be very confusing to me. But at this point, I, I have no interest ever, whatsoever, ever, ever being with that person again. And so actually that date will and is, has become really um, non-important to me at this point, except for just to say that I, I make note of the fact that, oh yeah, it's that date again. But um, it is the weirdest phenomena to to live this way I um people have suggested like over and over again oh well you know it's just your phone is listening to you and that is just complete hogwash um because a lot of the times and most of the times the things that are happening are outside of me they're not they're like outside like there's no way that 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 guy could have been playing there's just no computer. I was talking to God in my brain, unless somehow my brain has been hooked up to some, (laughs) to some computer program. I don't know, which I don't believe. I believe it's like physics. That what, what is actually happening is physics. It is, it is like the, a law of the universe that I don't, I don't quite understand. Because if you think about it, that whole scenario with my former spouse had nothing to do with um, volition on my part. I would have preferred to never see him with her. Um, and so I did not, I did not, I mean, I somehow created it, but it wasn't because I wanted to create it. It wasn't something that I wanted to experience. And so I have not yet been able to, um, I mean, and then like other things have come to me, but they're, they're, and, and this is another thing that, you know, like Abraham Hicks talks about extensively is, is that we, if you make something more important, it is harder to, 
to have in your physicality because of what you've done with it, I guess somehow like pushing it away from yourself. I don't understand because I don't quite know how this law works. Um, but I, I, but I can't even say that because like one of the things that went down, I've shared this story over and over, but I'll share it again, is that I had asked God for a sign like a, about strawberries. I was in a very, very bad place that day. And I just said, please send me some kind of sign that I cannot dispute, that I cannot, that does not have plausible deniability. I love that phrase, plausible deniability. And um, and then later in the evening, my one of my best friends sends me a picture of this cauldron of strawberry jam that she's making. And so there have been times where I have, I have, you know, something has like absolutely come into my physicality that I specifically asked for. Um, so maybe what I just said is just, I've just debunked it, but I have not yet been able to uh, create certain things in my life to this point that I would like to create. And so it is what it is. But I wanted to, um, to get to what is happening in the United States. I want to talk about the United States, not the world, because this is where I live. This is what I'm really paying attention to. This is what I experience. And so you got a lot of really weird stuff going on. There was this, there was an election and half the country is refusing to accept the results of the election. And the president, the current president is trying his best to um, sue the states for voter fraud, like some type that their, their voting mechanisms were fraudulent. Um, they should not have been accepting mail-in ballots. Um, <laughs> he's been talking about voter fraud ever since before 2016. He talked about it like it could have easily been that he he was fraudulently elected to the presidency himself. Um, but he was willing to accept those um, in the 2016. He was willing to accept those, even though. Um, and so now we're in the the we're in this pandemic, seeming pandemic. That I don't really know what's going on. I. I haven't known what's going on since the very very beginning of it. It is a really, really weird thing. Um, we have had viruses before um, that were, that they had said were bad viruses and deadly, and they've come out with vaccinations as soon as possible, but it just didn't take the same route as this one. 
Um, this one is different. I was talking to my sister who is living in New York right now, and she was telling me about the governor, I guess, I want to say Como. I'm not sure what his name is. Um, and I was, I was like presenting him as a, you know, because she was saying about the restrictions there it has been like this prototype. Um, they've, he's written a book. I guess he's actually written a book about how he handled the this virus and my sister is like completely appalled at what is happening in the country and and so and so um I was like thinking well what if he really was a useful puppet for the powers that be to um to be this prototype that the rest of the country would follow and these lockdowns these quarantines for the benefit of everyone and and then on top of it all what i have been been really concerned about or what i have been is the vaccine and am i my sister and I have been discussing this. She is not as suspicious as va- about vaccines as I am. I'm incredibly like, and I have been for years. Um, I remember having questions about it with my first child who uh, has been diagnosed autistic. And so for years, I've, I've like wondered about these vaccines and the government and us not knowing what they're putting in our body and then it reared itself again with with this this antidepressant I'm not suggesting anybody else ever get off of a psychotropic medication I want to say that but I had, I had tried different ones because I tend to be incredibly empathic and I, and I didn't know that's what I was at the time, but I, it has been a really, really challenging life that I have lived. It has been a wonderful life and it, it has also had special gifts and that is of perception. And when you perceive things the way that I perceive them, it it is not always easy. Like you can tell, you can feel people's like feelings. And and that includes how they feel about you. And there's like a, a lot of people who don't. There's just a lot of negative energy is what I'm trying to say. But anyway, and so I had tried psychotropic medication. Um, I had been diagnosed with like um, generalized anxiety disorder with panic. I used to have, and still to, to this day, not as much as before, but I would have these episodes where I would almost lose consciousness. And so the medication helped me tremendously. It helped me. But at one point, I, I wanted to get off of it. And so I, it, was, it was hell. 
it was utter hell getting off of this medication. And, and I feel like we don't know how these medicines change the brain. And people really make light of it. Doctors, you know, they make light of getting off of them. But I'm here to tell you, I experienced it. And it was hell. And it didn't happen easily. And it took a long time for me to feel better. It was about nine months of trickling progression when I started to finally start to feel better. And so, and so I, I question pharmaceuticals. I question everything. I question chemotherapy. I question radiation. I, I question everything out there. I actually just really question. I don't just take things for what is said to me. I don't take things for what is just said to me. I don't just accept that. Like, okay. So, so, okay, so now we have this compensatory possibly going into this compensatory for the good of all and then people who I would say generally speaking are liberal think that I am a horrible person because I don't care about other people because I don't necessarily think that us wearing a mask is that effective and um, and then I will refuse to take this vaccination that I've heard all kinds of things about. I mean, I've heard that we've already getting got these nanobots and like soda pop. That that these nanobots, you know, which which really would like like in even in one instance like the thought of like obesity coming from all of these nanobots going into our body and addiction to the things that the nanobots are in. I mean, it makes perfect sense, I think. And so, just had this really weird thought about soda pops and somebody in my life. Um, so, so, and then, you know, we have this, this, uh, weird thing with this election and not accepting the results of this election, you know, and I, and I have conversations with people or try to have conversations with people who are really, really, really pro-Trump. And honestly, I just don't understand it. And and they, they try to say, you know, oh, well, you know, and I don't have TV. I don't have TV. So I'm not watching a television screen, watching Fox News or MSNBC. I'm not watching either one of them. I mean, every once in a while, I try to watch... Um, uh, a Rachel Maddow show, which is my favorite reporter, on on 
YouTube, but a lot of times it's in hindsight and it's like from three days ago and there's no point in me in me listening to that. But um, so I'm not really getting my information from TV. I'm not in an information bubble per se. However, I will tell you that when I try to listen to some of these conservative talk show hosts, they say really radical things like left-leaning people hate America. And these kind of kind of broad stroke comments drive me a little crazy. They drive me as crazy as Trump voters who who get upset because because people call them xenophobic and homophobic and and um all these these other racist okay and 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 I really and I sort of want to talk about that a little bit be and they are they are they may and I don't think that all all like I certainly do not hate America but what came to mind for me and then I want to get back to the xenophobic stuff with Trump voters in a second but I wanted to point this out that the American flag your Trump your average Trump voter and their obsession with the American flag and what popped up in my mind was Kirkpatrick kneeling for the Pledge of Allegiance, or not the Pledge of Allegiance, but the Star Spangled Banner at games because of police brutality. And and I've actually heard that that song has some like racist, race, racial tones in it the song itself has racial tones that I wouldn't understand as a white person in this country but a person who's who because of the color of his skin he understands that what they're saying in that song is racist and so he decides okay I, you know this has nothing to do with his love for the American flag but it has everything to do with the song about the American flag and so and police brutality so in in one act and i'm I'm not even going to begin to understand except that I believe that he was kneeling because of police brutality and then the then the president makes a big to do about it, and that guy can't get a job playing football. he gets blacklisted. Because of the president. And that everyone should be standing. You should never be kneeling. And then all of a sudden, it, it becomes blue lives matter. Everybody's lives matter. And one of the things that I'm learning on my TikTok app, there's this guy who's been reading like the new Jim Crow then there's another there's another book since the new Jim Crow that he he's been talking about and I mean it really is like like until black lives matter 
it's like people don't seem to care as a generality that black people are incarcerated more black people do not have as many opportunities generally speaking black people are murdered by police disproportionately and now it's just become where we're seeing it more and more because of of video and i think it's a good thing but they're also getting away with it like what's happened to the floyd the officers who killed george floyd what's happened to them i don't think really much at all maybe they maybe they got fired but they haven't been incarcerated and they murdered him for whatever reason like people like to to you know oh well he did blah 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 i'm like okay really so he deserved to die So, okay, so let's just get back to, I know, I know it was, I, I go from topic to topic, but some stuff I just feel like is really like meant to be said. But anyway, so going back to, so then I, I really want to talk to, to my Trump supporter about, about that they don't want to be called a racist. They don't want to be called xenophobic. They don't want to be called um, these things, but they are aligning with a guy who is those things. They align with a guy who put a ban of people coming into this country, mostly of a certain religion. It was it was clearly a Muslim ban, and not on t- on top of that, probably was the one who started the fact that they believed that Obama was a Muslim. And there are a lot of people in this country who believe that, and it is not true. He is not a Muslim. He is a Christian. He went to a Christian church. <laughs> and then and then, the, the things that he said about Mexicans about Mexican people, um, the, the, the things that he said about women. He's talked, the president has talked terribly about women, about, about like just the things that come out of his mouth. What a bully he is on, on, on Twitter. The things that he says, he actually did make fun of a disabled reporter. It's clear that he was making fun of that guy. And somehow people rally around this guy and I cannot for the life of me figure out why. They think he's done all these great things for our country and I'm sitting here going, I want to know what it is. What exactly has he done? And and they talk about these trade deals these trade deals and something about China and um, and it just drives me utterly insane because I think part of the reason why he doesn't like China is because he owes them so much money but but also he still gets his caps made in China people they're embroidered here in the US but his caps are actually made in China 
He does not practice what he preaches. This is a guy who tried to make it legal to allow elephant heads into the country. And that didn't fly. He got a lot of backlash. But his children hunt giraffe. So it's just about character. It's about character. It's about the way he holds himself in the world. And they, they align themselves with this guy. And so I say, okay, you may not be racist, but he sure seems to be. You may not be xenophobic, but the guy that you voted for and are adamant for seems to be. You may not be homophobic, and I'm not entirely sure that Trump is homophobic, but for sure Pence is. But this all goes along the lines of of the tenets of fundamental Christianity. You can't be Muslim because you're going to hell. You can't be gay or you're going to hell. These are the tenets of fundamentalist Christianity. I'm not sure what they would say about I don't hear a lot of black ministers that are really crazy about Trump. I'm just saying these guys are Christian. They don't really like the guy. They would never vote for him. They find him to be racist. (laughs) And so, and so I just, I don't understand I, I guess I just don't understand as a person who who really wants to be feeling like kindness counts how so many people can vote for somebody who is so unkind. And now he is, is disputing the results of this election and 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 I'm not really sure, honestly, what's going to happen. I don't know what's going to happen. You know, some people are talking about a World War Three. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. And so we go on with our lives, you know, just... Um, but I would say... I would say, I mean, it would be really great if enough people just stood against all of this, especially this upcoming um, vaccine. Because there's a couple of things with it, and I don't think it has whatsoever to do with our health. Because somebody like me, who I, I have to be very, very careful with chemicals in my body. I, I have, I don't talk about it very much, but I do have like autoimmune illness. Um, it's not, it's not, um, it's not active right at the moment, but I do not believe that this vaccine would be good for me whatsoever, but this the nanobot surveillance idea about it, but also just this compensatory and that I'm somehow this evil person because of herd immunity and, um, and 
and not being able to get a job, not being able to travel. And so that's the part that it that I'm the most concerned about is is what's coming after. <laughs> and the and the loads, the bucket loads of money to be had and everyone getting this vaccine. <sighs> Which would go along with supposedly my party, who is the vaccine and mask party party of mask and vaccine (laughs) so I'm actually in no man's land which I'm used to being in that place I guess I'm more of a centrist (laughs) but anyway um, I'm going to go I appreciate you listening I'll be back with other ideas and that is a wrap